Welcome to the Lake Show Life Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jason Reed and Daniel Preciado. As LeBron James would say, Daniel, it's Taco Tuesday. And today is another episode of the Lake Show Life podcast. You know, I was going to do the whole Taco Tuesday thing that LeBron does, but uh, I didn't want to embarrass myself. Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe that'll be another another bet that I make for myself where if the Lakers do something good, I do something embarrassing. Um, if the Lakers ever get Taco Fall, I'll just say Taco Tuesday every every day of my life. Um, but yeah, another episode of the Lake Show Life podcast, off-season Still kind of slow. We got the draft. It's slowly creeping around the corner. Um, this draft is unlike any other draft. You know, obviously it's in November. That's never happened before. Uh, the big board this year isn't as, you know, you're the draft guy. I'm not. Talent-wise, I don't know. But I, just in terms of big names, uh, the big board this year isn't as prolific as it has been in years past. I mean, LaMelo Ball is, I think, the biggest household name. And even he's kind of just riding the coattails of his brother and his dad in terms of fame. Um, so nothing really new there. Nothing really new with the Lakers offseason. They haven't done anything yet. Uh, you know, our free agency hasn't really opened or anything. So we just got a little bit of a fun episode, Daniel. We reached out to our listeners. We had them send us some questions. We got some questions on Facebook. Uh, we got a question in the Apple Review, the first Apple Review question we're going to answer. That's a big moment. Um, yeah. And if any of the listeners listening to this right now have questions, you know, let us know. We tweet out uh, invitations to ask us questions on Twitter before we record. Same thing on Facebook. We post it on Facebook. Um and then also in the Apple reviews, if you want to leave us a five-star review, that'd be fantastic. Leave a question in the review and we'll answer it. So, you know, that's what we're doing today. And hopefully, you know, maybe we'll make this a weekly thing if we get enough questions. So, Daniel, did you have a chance to study these questions? Because I did write them down and, you know, we got some answers. Uh, yeah, I have answers ready. All right, good. Because uh, I studied for one, but I didn't really have an answer. So hopefully you can kind of piggyback, carry me on that one. Um, mm-hmm. First question coming from Tony Chan. On Facebook, Daniel. Facebook comments. Follow us on Facebook, Lake Show Life. He hopes the team signs Gallinari. So this, he started with a statement. Uh, we both have talked about Daniel Gallinari. We did our dream off seasons. We both had Gallinari come into the Lakers as a mid-level exception, or just in general. Um, I agree with him. I think every Laker fan should want Daniel Gallinari. That is a fantastic pickup. And he hopes that the Lakers trade for a point guard. So he didn't really ask us what point guard, but I'm going to just say it was a question anyways. Um, Daniel, I wanted to know, if they do trade for a point guard... We know the big names. We know Derrick Rose. We know Chris Paul. Um, Drogic is a free agent option. Do you have a sleeper point guard that they could potentially trade for? Not not a Derrick Rose, not a CP3. One name that we haven't really heard about yet that could fit on the Lakers. Um, so there's one guy I actually wanted the Lakers to draft a couple of years back. Um, yeah, so his name is DeAnthony Melton. You, yes. you know about him? Yes. Fantastic defender. I think he could be a great bench piece for the Lakers. Um, he kind of fits into that Vogel mold, just you know, defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a USC guy. He's from LA. I'm sure he would love the chance to go play for the Lakers. Uh, I don't know if he grew up a Laker fan or whatnot, but I think he would fit the team really well off the bench. He is a restricted free agent this year. Okay. Um, but I think you know the Lakers, if they decided they wanted to pay him just a little bit over uh, minimum. They would be able to get a guy like that. Uh, I mean, he was making $1.1 million this past year. He's also with Memphis on bird rights. So, I don't know. I don't know. If they can price Memphis out of DeAnthony Melton, I think that's a good pickup. Okay. Okay. Um, going through the list, like I said, this is the question I did my homework on, but I couldn't really find someone. 
Um, I've seen guys like, and this isn't saying I want it, but I've seen some Laker fans talk about Ricky Rubio. Uh, no, just don't trade Ricky Rubio. Um, his contract is he's overpaid and he's getting paid into the following season, which just removes any chance of a potential second superstar next summer. Uh, you have guys like Russell Westbrook. Just kidding, never going to trade for Russell Westbrook. In a perfect world, I would love to see Lonzo Ball back on the Lakers, but we know that's not going to happen. Maybe package Kuzma and some picks for Lonzo Ball. I would take that any day of the week. Um, one name that I've kind of seen, and I wanted to get your input on this, um, because I wrote an article about this this past few days ago, actually, on Lake Show Life. Uh, Drew Holiday. They could make a trade. You know, Granted, it depends on how much other teams are willing to give for Drew Holiday. Um, but they can construct a trade around Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, Quinn Cook that works uh, financially for Drew Holiday of the New Orleans Pelicans. And they would probably have to throw in you know, this year's pick or would have to throw in maybe change some of the protections on a future pick, maybe change a swap into an outright pick. Or you know, if it's a lottery protected, make it like a top five protected, whatever the case may be. Uh, they can maneuver a trade. Daniel, would you like Drew Holiday in purple and gold? I want to get your take on this. Absolutely. Uh, I personally think Drew Holiday is somebody that gets too much disrespect. I think he might be the most underrated player in the NBA, personally. Oh, okay. um, For many, many years, I mean, he's been a top 10, top 15 defender in the NBA. Uh, obviously, would, that would fit in well with the Lakers. He's kind of one of those combo guards, too, kind of like Oladipo. But I would say that Drew Holiday is better than Oladipo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if I mean, if the Pelicans wanted to deal Holiday, I'm, I would be down for it. I just don't know if that's a scenario that really works considering what the New Orleans Pelicans want to do next season. Yeah. Uh, I think they're, they're going to be in the playoffs, man. I think they're going to be a six, seven, eight seed uh, next year in a very, you know, heated West, but man, I, I would love true holiday in a Laker uniform. I, I remember there was, there was talk a few years back about true holiday potentially being a Laker. Yeah. Um, obviously didn't come to fruition, but yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. And the case for trading him, I mean, I don't, if I was the Pelicans, I probably wouldn't trade him. Um, but it's kind of been like Alonzo Ball, Drew Holiday, kind of. I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's a narrative thing or if it's actually something that's coming from the Pelicans front office. But kind of like they have to pick one. I don't know why they would have to. Um, but I could see a reality where they do trade Drew Holiday just because of his contract. I believe he's only under contract this season, and then he has a player option for next year. Um, if they want to get the most value for him, they should trade him this year. Uh, maybe they hold on to him until, you know, the trade deadline. I don't know if they're going to push the trade deadline back. I'm sure they will because the the delay of the season. Um, but, man, I would love him. I would love him on the Lakers. You know, like you said, he's a great defender, top 10, top 15 defender. That fits Vogel, just the Lakers' identity as a whole. Um, and just seeing what Frank Vogel would do with him, you know, in a defensive rotation. He's also the perfect, uh, I would say, talent level to be a third star on the Los Angeles Lakers. Um Obviously, it'd be great if they got another top-tier star. But right now, if they're trying to get a star this year, they kind of need that second-tier all-star, which Drew Holiday is. Uh, they might be short on point guards. You know, Rondo's opting out. You know, KCP might not be there to help with minutes at the point guard position. I know you love your boy Caruso. I like him more as a two-guard, but, you know, he's obviously can play point guard as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, I like the possibilities of what they can do with his contract. Like I said, he has a player option after this year. Uh, they can turn that into another player next year. So they could be, you know, the classic... It could be like a Chris Paul situation where he opts in and then they trade him somewhere. Or it could be a what the Warriors did with Kevin Durant and essentially trade him to the Nets for D'Angelo Russell. So I think he's great now and he opens up more possibilities later. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think, uh, I, yeah, I totally agree with you what you said about him being the perfect talent level for a third star. You kind of want somebody to, 
I don't know. I mean, sometimes when those super teams are built, there's only one rock, you know, and it's hard to really get the ball to everybody to get their looks. But Drew Holiday is kind of a guy that you just plug and play, especially you don't have to worry about him on the other end of of the floor defensively. But on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, he's a great three-point shooter. He can, you know, slash cut. He can kind of do it all. Um, so I think he would fit really, really well with uh, LeBron and AD. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Uh, second question I have for you, Daniel. Let's pull back uh, the outline. This is from – I'm bad at last names. Mitchell Manu- Manueletto, Manuelito on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've kind of already talked about this, so we could just uh, – kind of you know update him a little bit it's who are the lakers going to sign in free agency um you know we already talked about gallinari i think we're going to talk about you know i think he's a realistic possibility drogic is a possibility uh i do think they re-signed demarcus cousins we both thought that he did that i think they re-signed dwight howard uh i think if we had to pick between kcp and rondo who they would re-sign i think it might be rondo just because he'd be worth less but i'm not sure um outside of that I mean, Fred Van Vliet's a free agent, but I don't think the Lakers are going to get him. I know that's kind of like a Laker pipe dream. I, I can't think of anyone that I think has legitimate legs to sign with the Lakers off the top of my head right now. Am I missing someone? No, nah, I think you kind of touched on it all. I mean, the Lakers are limited just because of the cap space. Yeah. Um, and their plans for next summer. You know, this summer night might not be uh, as eventful, but next summer is supposed to be when all the fireworks are supposed to go off. Yeah. Um, so I would I would just tell Mitchell to expect something small, you know, just a couple marginal moves. Like Gallinari is a good pickup, but at the end of the day, he's not a superstar. Yeah. Uh, if you were to pick up a Goran Dragic, he's not a superstar. But those type of moves are what keep you in the thick of contention. You know, obviously the Lakers will be in the thick of contention as long as they employ both uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But to supplement that roster, I mean, that's kind of what you need right now. If you want to go and look for a third superstar next summer when they're falling, you know, from the (laughs) from the trees like nothing, (laughs) then, you know, maybe you go ahead and do that. But I wouldn't expect any big moves unless the Lakers decide to surprise everybody. Yeah, I think. The only big possible move uh, is kind of like what we just talked about with Drew Holiday trading for him, trading for Oladipo. It would have to be trading for an expiring superstar. Um, and those aren't even necessarily superstars. They're kind of just, you know, stars. Um, I think, you know, it could be a thing of the biggest free agent signing is DeMarcus Cousins. You know, if they sign him for the minimum uh, and he's 80% of what he once was, he's still a top 10, top 12 center in the league. That could very well be the biggest signing. It's going to be like last year. It's going to be... They're not waiting for Kawhi Leonard this or any you know superstar this offseason. It's going to be some veteran minimum guys, you know, some lesser contract guys. But you know, knowing the Lakers, you know, their their eye for talent and the coaching of Frank Vogel, I wouldn't be surprised if they pick up some lesser names that we're disappointed with in the moment, and they turn out being big contributors. So don't expect too much, like Daniel said, but also be optimistic with who they do sign because who they do sign, they like them, and that's usually a good sign. So Lakers are good mm-hmm. in that department. Now we have an yeah, Apple definitely. Apple Review podcast in Apple Podcast Review Apple Review podcast what the heck uh, Apple Podcast Review this is from the J Rod uh, if I have to take a guess this might be someone I went to high school with uh, Jared Ramos if it is you shout out to you um, so he left a review he said love the podcast guys you guys make my long and boring days at work bearable well thank you for that although it's a little Absolutely. further in the future who are some superstars you would love to have link up with Anthony Davis once LeBron retires uh, it's obvious it's obvious LeBron is setting up the Lakers to become AD's team, and I'm curious to hear some of your guys' thoughts or wish lists of future superstars to join the Lakers. Example, Luka Doncic, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, etc. 
Uh, Daniel, I know you're a Luka Doncic guy. How would you feel to see Luka Doncic in the purple and gold? Man, I would absolutely love Luka in purple <laughs> and gold, man. I, I would kill for it. Um, he is a restricted free agent in 2021. I think that the Mavericks will you know, definitely get be the first team to give him the max. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't see something like that happening just because he is such a big name. And Dallas is kind of, you know, centering around him and Chris Stops for the future. Yeah. Uh, but a guy like, I, man, I, you look forward to the 2021 free agent class and it's not exactly gorgeous. You know, you got Giannis and then you got Chris Paul, you got Kyle Lowry, Drew Holiday. It ain't great. It really ain't great. But as you look forward to 22, uh, 2022 things do get a little bit better i mean you got russell westbrook steph curry uh i don't want anything to do with john wall you got kyrie <laughs> irving i don't really want anything to do with him either uh kemba could also be a free agent he's got a pretty hefty player option that he might opt into though um outside of that i mean if luka Doncic doesn't sign the max as a uh, restricted free agent he will be an unrestricted free agent in 2022 um, so we kind of just have to see how things shake out there, but it, it looks like Giannis are bust at this point. I think that, that if they don't really get Giannis, maybe they look forward to 2022. Um, but at the same time, you got to keep the team now, you know, you can't just dream on somebody, uh, as you go forward. So I think their best path is if they don't get Giannis, they just supplement the team with a bunch of role players, uh, good role players at that. Sort of what they did when they didn't sign uh, Kawhi Leonard this offseason. I, yeah. I think that that's the route that they should probably go. Yeah. Um, so I actually kind of wrote an article about this uh, a few weeks ago, or last week actually. And Luca would be fantastic. Let me touch on that for a second. Um, but it's not realistic. He's The only way he gets out of Dallas is if he wants out of Dallas and based on everything I've seen just from, you know, a spectator's point of view, uh, it seems like he loves his time in Dallas. You know, Mark Cuban's a good owner. It seems like they're going to take care of him. I don't see him forcing his way out. He just doesn't seem like that kind of person, but I could be wrong. Yep. Um, maybe one day he'll be a Laker, but I don't think it'll be in line with Anthony Davis's prime or whatnot. Uh, like you said, Giannis, uh, that's kind of Giannis or bust. They absolutely are going to go after Giannis next offseason. Everyone should. If they get Giannis, then just, you know, you know, don't even play the season. Season's over. We win. The um, league is done if that happens. <laughs> uh, some other guys that could be, you know, and Laker fans love this guy. I don't know how you feel about him personally. Um, Bradley Beal? I like uh, Bradley Beal. I don't love Bradley Beal. I like Bradley Beal. So he has his weird extension. Um, I think he could opt out 2022 summer. So he has a player option for the 2022-2023 season. So the 2022 summer, uh, he could opt out of his deal. He'll have one deal left, and he will make $37.2 million if he does opt in. But at that point of his career, he might just want to get away from Washington as far away from, as possible. And uh, it makes more sense. I think he'll be 29 at the time. Yeah, he'll be 29 at the time. makes more sense for him to sign like a three-, four-, five-year deal than, to, you know, one year, $37 million. Um, so that could be someone that potentially, you know, Laker fans always talk about trading for Bradley Beal. Maybe that's something that happens. Maybe if the Wizards get desperate, the Lakers trade him before his extension's up. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, who knows? Um, another name, and this was a name in the review, Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think that's an intriguing one because this is a case of, I don't think it's likely, but this is a case of Mitchell could force himself out of Utah. So it could kind of be like what Luka could do in future years. Um, Mitchell could force his way out of Utah 
and they could do a sign and trade sort of deal. Um, you know, it's it's unlikely, but you know, there was reports of there being a little bit of unrest between Mitchell and Rudy Gobert after that whole incident. It, all signs are pointing to their relationship, you know, patching up. But uh, if they keep losing in the first and second round of the playoffs, Donovan Mitchell is a very good player. Maybe he ring chases, you know what I mean? And maybe he forces his way to the Lakers somehow. Uh, Anthony Davis did it. You know, Anthony Davis was a pipe dream two years ago, and now he's a Laker. You know, I wouldn't completely rule out Donovan Mitchell. Um, but again, he kind of has to force his way. And then one more name for you, Daniel. This might be a shocker. Kawhi Leonard. What if, just hear me out, what if next season Clippers fall short again? Paul George, playoff P, he, he can't get it done in the playoffs. Tyron Lue, not as good of a head coach as every Clipper fan thinks he is. Um, all this culminate, culminates. Kawhi Leonard's like looking around. He's like, look, dog, like, I, don't, I don't like it here. And he just opts out of his deal. It would take some help from LeBron James. LeBron James would have to opt out of his deal, and he'd have to take a pay cut and all that fun stuff. Um, but Kawhi, not a guy who has shown a lot of franchise loyalty. He, you know, had his situation with the Spurs. He left the Raptors after one year after winning a title. And looking back on it, Toronto might have been the better option to win a title this year. Um, he has a house in San Diego. He wants to stay close to home. I don't see him being a guy who's like, I can't go to the Lakers because I was a Clipper. Um, what if that happens? And then we have the Kawhi, AD, LeBron super team. It's a less of LeBron. We have that for a year or two. And then Kawhi takes over with AD post-LeBron. I don't think it's likely, but that would be intriguing. <laughs> yeah, same situation with Kawhi and Paul George. Like, I think that they both have kind of, you know, screwed over the Lakers and kind of done them wrong to the point where I don't even want them in a Laker uniform, <laughs> man. Like, to me, Kawhi, I just, even if he wanted to come, like, yeah, you don't want to pass off a uh, pass on a generational player like that. But, man, it's just, there are more generational players out there that are better suited for the Lakers at this point. I mean, he just, he did us dirty. He really did, <laughs> him and Paul George. And we still won the title, so that's all that matters. Um, but nah, man. And then you were talking about Donovan Mitchell. I am not a Donovan Mitchell fan. I think he's one of the most overrated players in the league, personally. Oh, okay. Uh, I want, I, I don't really want anything to do with him, man. I think he's one of those one-dimensional scorers that doesn't play defense. Doesn't really fit into the Lakers' scheme. And I, I would rather let uh, some, you know, other team overpay for him, some kind of contender uh, to overpay for him and just give him like a super max contract that he's probably undeserving of. Um, he's something I like to call a trap max. You know, it's, he's kind of like good enough to get a max contract, but it would probably be with a team that just is kind of desperate. Yeah. He's to me, he's not a max player. And so... that's just my opinion. I have a very, very tight window for what I think a, a max player should be. Um, but somebody did come to mind, and it's actually a dude that is in uh, the trade conversations right now and trade rumors for the Lakers. And I like me some Zach Levine. Um, oh, okay. He's only making $19 million over the next two seasons. Um, and Danny Green's making 15 So if you were able to swing a deal like that where maybe you can trade JaVale McGee uh, if he decides to opt in along with Danny Green and you know extra picks, Kuzma, whatever – uh, you can make you can make that deal work, and I think that he's the perfect talent level for a third level superstar or a star. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of my opinion. So Donovan Mitchell, Trap Max, uh, same thing as John Wall. Should we Lakers should oh, get John absolutely. Wall? Actually, I think John Wall is the definition of a Trap Max. What about Blake Griffin? Yes, that is another one. <laughs> I think again, Lakers should get Blake Griffin. 
Um, and then, you know, he mentioned Jamal Murray. Uh, that could be another Donovan Mitchell thing if he wanted to force himself out. Uh, Rudy Gobert is going to be a free agent soon. I don't like, you know, I don't like ever paying that much for a center. When is, you know, this is like a basketball history question for you, you know, completely off course. And maybe you know the answer and I'm just stupid. When has, beside, okay, like the last person I can think of is Shaq. Like paying a center a lot of money, like max money or close to max money. When has that ever led to a championship or like been good? I, am I just stupid? Am I missing like a very obvious yeah. one? No. I mean, it's been a while, dude, because the way the NBA is kind of structured now, it's more towards guard play. You know, the bigs don't really get it done anymore. I mean, back in the day, it used to be Hakeem. It used to be Shaq. It used to be Wilt, Kareem, like you would pay those guys, you know, because that's what would lead you to a team. And that wasn't what basketball was. But at this point, everything's all about that two guard. It's about the small forward that can get it done. It's about the star point guard. Like it, it's really not about the big guys. So no, you're not, I don't think you're off base at all by saying that um, because you know, the, the recent history kind of suggests that paying a center big money doesn't really pay out. I guess the, the closest example would be AD, uh, he's obviously a four, and he could play center in today's NBA, but I still wouldn't call him a, a traditional center. Um, no. So, yeah, probably Shaq. That's probably the last one. Um, even trade-wise, you know, like I thought of, like, trades that landed big men, like Kevin Garnett, he obviously wasn't a center. You know, that led to a championship. Uh, Chris Bosh, you know, but he was he was number three, and he still was kind of like a stretch five, if anything. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. he was a four for Toronto yeah. in his career. All these guys are fours. Like, yeah, they're – "Quote unquote big men," because they play in the uh, in the front court. But at the same time, they're not like traditional centers, kind of like a Rudy Gobert or a Stephen Adams or guys like that that don't stretch the floor whatsoever. Kind of like a Carl Anthony Towns doesn't stretch the floor, right? Yes, he does. He's a great oh. shooter. Great so, shooter. I don't watch very many uh, Timberwolves basketball games, admittedly. So, oh yeah, he shot forty one percent from beyond the arc. That was yes. uh, that segment was called Jason being an idiot. Um, <laughs> All right, Daniel, so podcast is going a little long, but I still have these questions for you. I was going to ask these if it was going short. I'm still going to ask them anyways. So we kind of, I kind of touched on this a little bit, um, you know, when we were discussing what we were going to do for the podcast. And I just wanted to get your opinion. It doesn't have to be a super in-depth answer. It can kind of be yes, no. Um, so it's questions about AD. We talked about AD posting with another star. We know AD wants to sign an extension with the Lakers. We don't know how long he's going to be a Laker. Um, I want to bring you some scenarios of how many championships he wins and how many years he spends in the Lakers. And I want to know your opinion if he surpasses certain players in the all-time Lakers list. N not all-time greatest, but all-time Lakers. Um, so, question one, and I know you're a Pau Gasol guy. If Anthony Davis signs a four-year extension, so he plays five total seasons in L.A. and wins two championships, does he surpass Paul Pau Gasol? Yes, and I like Pau Gasol, as you mentioned. I think that that's an easy one. Uh, I think AD is a better player than right now than Pau Gasol ever was. Um, so if he got more rings than him, I mean, that's just a slam dunk case in my opinion. Well, it would be two. They both have two, but yeah. So Oh, I, you're I, saying I, one more. One more, yeah. Got it. So, if I mean, even if they were even in rings, I think, I think AD is so much better than Pau Gasol was on uh, the Kobe-led Lakers that – yeah, I would pay, I would take AD pretty easily. Okay, this is like a three-part question. Uh, does Anthony Davis surpass Shaquille O'Neal if he wins three championships in only five years? Hmm. So counting That's this year plus two more. That's a tough one. You're talking about just in terms of Lakers. Lakers, yes. Laker life, right? Yes. Hmm. 
That's a good that's a good question, man. That's a really good question. I would say no. Okay. And the reason being is that if AD were to win a couple more rings within you said that like two within the next four years. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I would I would probably take Shaq just because LeBron, they will be LeBron James teams. Yeah. Probably. Uh if they were to win, you know. So those I I mean, people can disagree with me, but those teams in the early 2000s were Shaq's teams. Yeah. They were not Kobe's teams. They were Shaq's teams. For sure. So the fact that he's leading those teams, I would probably have Shaq ahead of him. Um, but, I mean, you don't really know what AD is going to do after he signs this extension, yeah. if he's going to be a lifetime Laker or not from here on out. Well, that's why, um, like, the certain years. I Here's the second part to this. What if he wins A – Three championships, but he plays more seasons. Let's say he just ends up being a Laker for a decade, but the same amount of championships. Or if he only plays five years, but he wins four titles. Is he better than Shaq in both of those instances? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought too. Um, yes. And I agree with you on the first part. I, if AD takes over the Lakers and like dominates the next two finals and it's obviously his team, I could absolutely see the case of him over Shaq. But, you know, it, it would be a toss-up. Now, this is a like seven-part question, and this is just one-word answers. <laughs> rattle off the numbers. Um, let's say Anthony Davis spends 12 years on the Lakers. We're just I just used 12. He would play until he's 37 on the Lakers. Um, how many championships would he need to win to surpass the following Lakers? And then I also wrote my answer. So I'm going to give you a name. You're going to tell me how many total championships, counting this past one, he would need to win with the Lakers in 12 years to surpass this player on the Lakers' GOAT list. Number one, Elgin Baylor. Oh, uh, do you want an answer for all of each them. player? I thought you were yeah. going to give me a list. Got it. Uh, two. I said one because Elgin Baylor hasn't won a ring in 12 years would be a lot for AD. Uh, uh-huh. Number two, Wilt Chamberlain. Two. I also put one because 12 years is a long time and Wilt Chamberlain only won one. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Jerry West. I'm going to say two. I also put two. I agree. Jerry West made the finals a lot. Um, he obviously only won one. If AD spent 12 years, that's a long time. Two titles is more than Jerry West. James Worthy. Oh, one more. Or maybe not even another one. Okay, I put two just for the championship sake. Um, yeah. James Worthy won, what, three or four? Um, had to throw mm-hmm. him in there. No disrespect to James Worthy. No disrespect at all. I just I think AD's a good margin better than James Worthy ever was. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was on those Magic Johnson-led teams. So, And Kareem, well, <laughs> like, he that... was kind of that third star. So, I don't know. I would say maybe win one more. He's good already. Yeah, probably. He probably doesn't need to win another, actually, if he spends a, a dozen years on the Lakers, you know. Um, mm-hmm. here's, here's where we get really dicey. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Three or four. Really? Total. Yes. Okay. I, I said uh, I said he'd have to win four more. He'd have to win five to definitively pass Kareem on the Lakers' GOAT list. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because they would have the same amount, and I would assume Anthony Davis has more prime years in the Lakers than Kareem did have back then. Because Kareem's first few, like four or five years in the Lakers, were phenomenal. And then he petered off a little bit, and it was Magic's teams. Um, yeah, he was old. He yeah. was old when he was winning titles late in his career. So if AD can put together three more fantastic years than Kareem did and they win the same amount of championships, I think Kareem is still better on the all-time GOAT, but in terms of Lakers GOATs, uh, probably AD. Now here's where we're dicey. Magic Johnson. 
Uh, he has to win six total. I think Magic Johnson is the greatest Laker of all time. So okay. that's going to be kind of a tough one for me. And Kobe Bryant. Uh, I am going to give the same answer six because I think Kobe Bryant is probably the second greatest Laker of all time. I said the same thing. I said AD would have to win as good as AD is. He'd have to win more championships than Magic and Kobe. And I would assume he would be the number one guy after LeBron leaves for at least half of those to surpass either one on the Lakers all time list. So yeah, if he wins, that means if he wins three or four, depending how long he spends in Lakers, he's right on that Shaq level, right below the top three, but right above, you know, the West worthy Chamberlain Baylor types. Um, that was my mm -hmm. Q and A for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now to wrap up the show, uh, we got the return hasn't been here for a few weeks. Staggering statistics, but this is staggering statistics. Sporkle edition, Daniel. We are both doing Sporkle quizzes. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, Sporkle is a website that puts together some really good quizzes about anything, really. Um, it's, it could be sports, it could be geography, it could be U.S. history, anything. You know, they have a lot of good quizzes. So we both picked one. We both picked our own Lakers-related quizzes, and we're going to quiz each other. And we both have to get over the average score to get a point on our staggering statistics leaderboard. Um, the quiz I have for Daniel is the all it's every Laker to ever receive an MVP vote. So not just win the MVP, but receive an MVP vote. Uh, looking at the list, I think it's going to be an easy one for you. You only have four minutes. Uh, you have to get 83% or better, which means you have to get more than 63 correct. Uh, there's 76 correct answers. Obviously, if a player gets more than one, like it gets an MVP vote more than once, then they're, they show up on the list multiple times. So it's not 76 individual players. Daniel, are you ready? So, hold on, question. So, some of these guys obviously can count more than once. Yes, yeah, so if you give me an answer, i.e. Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, yeah. he would pop up, I think he's only got MVP votes three times, he would pop up three times, so you'd get three out of 76. Okay, bet. So, bet, it's, bet, bet. realistically, it's probably only like 10, 15 players. <laughs> so, okay. And you have yeah, to get 63 out of 76. Um let me know when you're ready, and I will hit. I will hit start. Uh, all right, man. Let's do it. All right, my computer's taking too long, Dre. And ready, set, and I have to type them, so hopefully I don't type too slow. Ready, set, go. LeBron. Okay. Yep, that's two out of seventy-six. Anthony Davis. Davis. Yep, that's another one. Three out of seventy-six. Uh, Kobe. Bryant. That is a. Uh, you are up to sixteen out of seventy-six. Thirteen times. <laughs> Magic. Magic Johnson, you got 12 more. You're now at 28 out of 76. This might have been too easy. Uh, Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal obviously won an MVP. That is another uh, 10, I believe. You're now up to 36. Um, you got this, Daniel. Kareem. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This is going to take a little bit longer to type. Oh, my gosh, Daniel. I can't. There we go. You're up to 47 out of 76. How many do I need? Uh, 63. Okay. 64? Um, Jerry West? No, did it? Yeah, it, Jerry West. There's no wrong answer, so just rattle them off. Yeah, you're up to 57 out of 76. He got it 1, oh, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, geez. 7, 8, 9, okay. 10, 10 times. Um, right. hmm. Elgin I think, Baylor? I think you can get 100 out of 100 on this. Elgin Baylor. Yes, you were up to 65. You already passed, but keep going. I want to get see you get 76 out of 76. You got 249 uh, remaining. Man. I'm trying to think of who was good. Who else was good in those 80s teams? Um, what about George Mikan? 
George Mikan, no, I don't think the MVP uh, existed back then. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, James Worthy? James Worthy, yes, he did get uh, an MVP vote. He had 1% of the share. Hmm. Um, oh, you know who's probably on the list or could be is uh, Norm Nixon. Norm Nixon, twice, correct. He had 1% in 1981 and 0% in 1983, which means he probably just got like <laughs> one tenth place vote. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Will Chamberlain, maybe? Chamberlain. Correct. Twice. 1973, 1972. Oh, you have six remaining. Ah, uh, There were some weird names okay. in here. I'll give you the years. You have 1995. You have two in 1982, 1981. Or no. So 1995, two in 82, two in 81, and 58. Hmm. So let's focus on the There's 80. no way Jamal Wilkes got MVP votes, right? Jamal Wilkes, twice. 82 no and 81. Way. He had a 0% share in 82 and a 3% share in 81. Yeah, I mean, they retired his number. I'm trying to think of all the retired numbers. Uh, what about Gail Goodrich? Gail Goodrich? No. Hmm. How much more time do I have? A minute and a half, I believe. Oh, wow. So I have what years? Uh, you have 95. 82, 81, 58. 81, jeez. Oh, man. Okay. Think, I'm trying uh, to think of who – because that, those 95 teams were not uh, – what about Nick Van Exel? Van Exel? No. Think uh, – I know one of them. Think defensive player. Really good defensive really? player in the 80s. Oh, Michael Cooper. Michael Cooper. Michael Correct. Twice. Um, so how many more? <laughs> Two more. You have 30 seconds. Ah, damn. I'm trying to – so you said no Nick Van Exel, right? No. I'm trying to think of those 90s teams because they weren't that great. Um, 95 and 58. Oh. Cedric Sabalos. Yep. No. Oh, my gosh. So you only have 1958 remaining. One more. 17 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Mike in – it's not Mike in, you said. It's a big name. It's it's a name you know. Think of golf. Think of golf. Four, three, two, one. Oh, it's Mickelson. <laughs> oh, yep. I didn't have a chance to type it, but I'm going to give you the 100% because oh, you said it at one. Vern Mickelson. I was trying to think, like, what are you talking about? Woods? I, I thought Woods, Mickelson, like thinking. <laughs> That's funny. 99%, uh, 100% in my book. Uh, yeah, Vern Mickelson, 1958, 1%. Uh, Cedric Sabalios, Sabalos, however you say his last name. That was the one where I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Cedric Sabalos. Um, but yeah, he got a 0% share in 1995. So again, he probably got like one tenth place vote. Mm-hmm. So um, good job, Daniel. Jason. Yes. Can we take a quick break? Okay, well, you could just uh, pick up wherever then. I'm echoing okay. again. All right, Jason, you ready for my quiz? Yes. yes. Okay, hold on. Before so... you start, I am echoing again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> See, I, I even turned it down, too. I don't know why you're echoing. It's very light, but once I balance our audios, it might be a little bit louder. So, But okay. I don't hear myself. Try right it. Now. Try talking. Talk. No, I don't hear myself. Okay. All right, Jason, you ready for my quiz? Absolutely. I was born ready. 
All right, so the title of this quiz is Can You Name the Los Angeles Lakers All-Time Franchise Leaders yes, I can. in the categories below? Yes, I can. And it is points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. Easy. All right, let's see you do it. So is it, wait. Is Tell it me when you're ready for me to start. Is it number one or is it like top five? Uh, it is top ten in each, but obviously there will be some players that are both. And then just to preface, you need to get 64%, which to be above average. How many total answers? 50. Oh, duh. Five and there's 10. Okay. How much time do I have? Six minutes. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. You can do it. I'm ready whenever you are. Just let me know once you start. You better type. Okay. Oh, no, you uh, tell me when to start. Sporkle advice, Daniel. Just type the player's last name. Yep. Yep. I, dude. What do you think I do during class? <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, go for it. Okay, go ahead and start. We're going to go uh, Kobe Bryant. Done. Easy. Bryant, um, yep, that'll be uh, five answers. Magic Johnson. That'll be another four. Kareem. He's probably leading in. Uh, you're up to 14. Uh, let's go Derek Fisher. Ooh, that was a curveball. Uh, he is on the steals all-time list, yep. Uh, let's 15. go Michael Cooper, because he's probably steals and blocks, I would assume. Or at least Cooper steals. Cooper steals and blocks. Uh, let's go Shaq. He's probably up there on rebounds. Um, uh, points, rebounds, and blocks. Uh, we'll go Jerry West. We'll go Once you're done with yep. West, we'll go Elgin Baylor. Um, yep, you're up to 27. I don't think Will played long enough. Uh, let's go uh, Ooh, curveball. Lamar Odom. It's <laughs> probably nope. a bad answer. Um, <laughs> Worthy, James Worthy. Can't yep. forget him. You got four there. Uh, let's go you with two more. Let's go with Jamal Wilkes. He's probably on. Uh, you are good now. Well, I'm keep going. We're gonna go uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Maybe re rebounds. Yep. Okay. Yeah, rebounds. Okay, blocks. Try to think of blocks. How many more do I have for blocks? Like what positions? Uh, you need five blocks. It's like third, fourth, sixth, eighth, and ninth. Who would get a lot of blocks on Bob McAdoo? I don't think he's on there, but let's just try him anyways. No. no. Um, I'm just forgetting someone, obviously. Let's try uh, Mickelson, and then after Mickelson, Mikon, Mike however you say his last name. Uh, you got Mickelson for the rebounds. And no George Mikan. Okay, let's go Gail Goodrich. Two for Goodrich. Points and assists. Okay. Um, try to think of the great Laker. Uh, let's try Norm Nixon and Nick Van Exel. You got two for Nixon and one for Van Exel. You need ten more. One on the points, two rebounds. You have the entire assist thing filled out. Two one steals and points. five blocks. What position on points? I'm assuming tenth. Uh, ninth. Wilkes is tenth. Who had more points? Who's eighth? Goodrich. Who had more points than Jamal Wilkes, but less points than Gail Goodrich? Is it? It's gonna be someone who like played like a handful of years in the Lakers. Um, Robert Ory wasn't on the team very long. I don't think. Right? Was Robert Robert Ory was on the team for like three years? There's no way he got enough yeah, points no, in that time. He's not on there. Um, we'll try Sabalos as well, just because if you got an MVP vote, maybe he's on the all-time list. I don't know how long you played with the Lakers, no. admittedly. Um, I'm trying to think of the Showtime teams, Jason. Who, who was on those Showtime teams? 
There's a big five or a big four. Well, the two guard so, was Nixon, right? And then it was Magic, and then it was Wordy. No. Was it not? Think Nixon? of the other two guard. Oh. I don't know if he's on here, but oh my, other two guard on the Lakers? On the yeah, on the, Lakers? on the Showtime Lakers. Uh, <laughs> other two guard. He, gonna... he started most of the years. It's gonna be some stupid answer that I'm. I, I just I'm dumb. Um. I thought it was Norm Nixon. I thought Norm Nixon played alongside Magic. I mean, he did, but there's also another two guard, and he might not be on the list. I don't know, but I would assume he is. Is his number retired? Am I that dumb? No, okay. no. Let's try Pau Gasol too, just for blocks and or rebounds. Yep, Gasol okay. is on the blocks list at number nine. Um, <laughs> who played with Kobe? In those in-between years. Kwame Brown. Just kidding. That's not a real answer. <laughs> I feel like all these guys are going to be from like the 90s Lakers, and I just don't. How many? How much time do I have left? One minute and 50 seconds. I think I'm going to cheat and look it up. Just kidding. No. I wouldn't do that. Um, two guard. Uh, just put Robert Ori. I know he's not on there, but I just want to put he's him. Not. I already looked. <laughs> um, who's on the Lakers? When they sucked. Was anyone on the Lakers for like a long time while they sucked? Not really. Mm, huh? Not really. It was kind of like a like a rotation. You got nine more. I wonder if you could do it. Dude, this is hard. Lamar's not on there like you said. Derek Fisher already said. Um, All right. Already said the two guard Cooper. I'm talking about, uh, two times on the list. Oh, my gosh. Who are you? It, not Norm Nixon. No. He was a two guard. All I can think of is Norm Nixon and Nick Van Exel. You're a little bit late on Van Exel. This is Showtime. Oh, yeah. Lake. Van Exel, yeah, was like the 90s. He was the teammate. He was in the starting lineup with Magic, Kareem, and uh, and James Worthy. What? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. I I know his, I know who it is, and I'm not going to be able to get it because I'm an idiot. Um, I already said Michael Cooper. Um... Oh my god! Oh my god! It uh, was just another the tip hint of my too. Tongue. I mean, there was a guy that played for the late term was... Showtime Lakers and also played for the early Kobe Shaq days. He's on the rebounds and steals. I just his name was just on the tip of my tongue. Oh my god! It's what's his name? He freaking coached. Don't tell me the name. I just had his <laughs> name in my head and then it left. Oh my god! Byron Scott. Byron Scott. <laughs> yeah, Byron Scott. You are now at forty-three. Oh gosh! And then you said a Laker that was on the Showtime Lakers, and then, oh, my God, I know who that is, too. It's not. Yeah, Eddie he was Jones. like a kind of like a role player type. He was never amazing. He was just with the Lakers for a long, long time. It's not Eddie Jones, right? No. That is a solid guess, but no. Um, Oh, my God. Did he stay with the Lakers that whole time, or did he leave and come back? Uh, I, You know what? I can go look him up right now. I'm pretty sure oh, he man. was on the Lakers for almost the entirety of his career. Vlade yeah, Divac. He made... Okay, no, not the entirety <laughs> of his career. He played for the Lakers from 85 to 93 and then came back in the 2000 or the 1999-2000 season to come play with Shaq and Kobe. Oh, my God. it's What's his name? It was someone they brought in just to, like, be nice to Kobe, right? Or Shaq or one of them? <laughs> like mentor I mean, him? maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. How much time do I have left? Uh, you got, like, 40 seconds. 
Oh my god, he's from 85. <sighs> I'm going to know it. Like, I'm going to know who it is, but I'm just an idiot, and I won't get it right now because I'm trying to think. Eddie Jones. Who's the guy they traded Eddie Jones for? I don't think it's going to be him because I don't think he was on the team for very long. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's I wrote articles about this guy because I during the lockdown, there was a bunch of – and he, he's the guy who, like, never missed a game, right? Or, like, only missed, like, 6% of the games he played. I can't think of who it is. I don't know who it is. I, yes. I waved the white flag. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. He played 82 games like nearly every season. Yeah, I know. See, uh, yeah. So you waved the white flag? I'm done. Yeah, I don't know anyone else. Okay. Yeah, you have four seconds left. All right. So, the guy you're trying to think of is AC Green. Oh, my God. Yep. Yep. Um, also on the rebounds list, all time or uh, along with those Mike and Mickelson types, Rudy LaRusso. Never would have got that. I've heard of his name, but never would have got that. On the blocks, I didn't know. I thought I think this is crazy that he's on the list because he was not a Laker fan favorite. But Eldon Campbell, okay, uh, number three. Number four is Vladi Divac. Oh, I said Divac. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I said Divac. You didn't hear no, me. You didn't. Yes, I did. No, I swear. Rewind the tape, listeners. I said Vladi Divac. <laughs> did not hear it. <laughs> All right. right. I said if it jokingly. Did, um, number six on the blocks list is Andrew Bynum. Oh, my God. Bynum went through my head, and I was like, there's no way Andrew Bynum made it that far. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not hard when you're a center that long with the Lakers. Like, you're probably on the list. I guess he was um, on the Lakers for seven seasons. For some reason, I only remember him being on Laker for, like, two years. <laughs> yeah. And then number eight on the list is Elmore Smith. Heard of him? Well, I personally, him. he's the only one on this list. I do not know who he is. I've heard of him. I would never have guessed that. AC Green, he's the guy, right? He, like, never missed games? Yes. Yes. He played 82 games nearly every season. Yeah, 82-79, which I think one of those years might have even been like a – they didn't play 82 games. I could be wrong about that. Because I remember writing an article. It was like best Lakers – not to never win, make an all-star game because he isn't a one-time all-star. Um, it was like best Lakers, like unsung heroes, whatever it was. Something There were some qualifications, and AC Green was on it. And yeah, because 82, 79, 82, 82, 82, 82, 82, 82, 82, 82, 82, 83. 83. Because he got traded. He played 83 games. 82, 50, but that was the lockout year, so it was all the games. 82, 82. Dan, he went, he played every game his rookie year, missed three games his second season, and then did not miss a game the rest of his career. That is the Cal Ripken Jr. of the NBA. That's pretty impressive for sure. I wonder what he missed three games for. Watch it be something. I also dumb. looked up Elmore Smith, and he, at the age of 24, he made like his Lakers debut, I guess. He played for the Buffalo Braves in 71 through 73. But in the 73 74 season, Elmore Smith averaged 4.9 blocks per game. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Wow. And then he was out of the league after a knee injury at the age of 30 in 1980. Wow, AC Green, AC, AC Green, uh, nicknamed Iron Man, holds the record: one thousand one hundred ninety-two consecutive regular season games played. What a stud! Um, let's see, when did he miss time? It doesn't say why. Um, all he only missed three games throughout his entire playing career, all of which came during his second season in the NBA. Doesn't say why he missed those games. Wonder if I could just Google it. Why did AC Green miss three games? How could he? How could he? 
missed three games. He had surgery on his thumb early in his career and missed three games. Wow. That's incredible. AC Green. If Laker fans don't know who AC Green is, you got to do some research. Uh, Daniel, this has been fun. This is kind of a lighthearted episode. You got anything else for the listeners? No, sir. All righty. Well, in the meantime, go Lakers. I'll, I'll be balling every day.